0: What's up, everybody? This is Garrett the Trash Man for this Friday, Fire Friday. Again, I just grabbed an old podcast that I never posted because the audio wasn't great. But the podcast is so good, I want to post it anyway. So enjoy. I'm your host, Garrett the Trash Man Larson. Once again, ignore Dallin, <laughs> we've got...
1: Oh. <laughs> Super <laughs> difficult cool Kyle is in the house, a.k.a. CMO of Larson Waste, a.k.a. Darcy Media, CEO and founder, a.k.a. CEO and founder, entrepreneur of Siphon Sound, who has an entrepreneur degree. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woof. Anyways, that's that's Kyle. Dude,
0: Dallin's here yeah. too. I'm here in the background.
1: In- <laughs> We're talking about my favorite topic of today's choice, but we'll... We'll get into that later after we talk about how great Larson Waste is. Garrett, go ahead and take that over for us. What Dude, else?
0: only <laughs> thing you need to know is it's the freaking best trash company there ever is, was, has been, will don't be. know, will be. If you've got trash needs, hit up Larson Waste. They sponsor this podcast. They sponsor freaking athletes and sports programs and whatever else in whatever community they're in. Like... Larson waste is a benefit to whatever community they're in. Like, we're kind of that's a big all, deal. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> like, listen, I'm, I'm just going to freaking get on that be soapbox, boy. boy. Like, Larson Voice is awesome Thanks for sponsoring the podcast It's rant time Who's going first? We should have discussed this
1: <laughs> I mean you're speaking So you just go for it bro
0: Oh dude Alright so I'm going to share a quote
1: Wow this is impressive
0: And maybe I can see it from here So <laughs> I don't mess can, it up <laughs> Like let me get <laughs> Look my Look at bi- those binos we Got my dude. binos on uh, Let me see if I can scoot over Because now that I'm saying it I'm like all freaking Now
1: that you're, you're saying it, it. <laughs> Oh, he took his headset off. Whoa! What's up, everyone? My name's Dallin. I'm the new trash man. This is my podcast, baby. My freaking back. Oh shit. I'm back. Okay. Oh, dude. Um,
0: like the pressure of the podcast. I say this to myself nearly, well, like multiple times a day. And the pressure of the podcast made it so I was like, went blank. But here it is. Leadership is about producing and creating outcomes. It's not useful to do that from a place of limitations. Hey,
1: is this one of your posters you told me I need to look for that I can't see because it's on a sticky note? Sure. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. Go back. Read that quote one more time. I just distracted our listeners. All right, dude. All right. (laughs) Focus in here. Okay, ready? Here we go.
0: Leadership is about producing and creating outcomes. It is not useful to do that from a place of
1: limitations expound on that for me real quick bro
0: dude so i love the first part because i think it's one of the most precise ways i've heard leadership like articulated it's about producing and creating outcomes outcomes can mean anything but it's something different than would have been there if there was non-action so it's about action taking taken that produced something And, and yeah, it's just short, sweet, and clear. And then it's not useful to do that from a place of limitations. I've seen that over and over and over again. You can go in with a plan, but don't let that plan limit the outcomes that possibly could come from that. And so I've seen so many times where if I would have been so committed in the way that I thought it would have gone beforehand, I never would have got the outcome that I got that was tenfold what I could have freaking had in my mind. So don't tie it to what you see it becoming, is, is what I got to say about
1: that. So, That's a good quote. That was a very good quote, Gary. You did really good. I'm sorry about that. America. America.
0: All right, dude. Hey, is, that is that your quote? No, um, that is a quote from, I believe, who said it, or at least a paraphrase, from a fellow named Brandon Craig, Brandon. CEO and founder of Ontacore freaking stud. That's all I've got to say.
2: My, my rant is also a quote,
1: bro. Dude, let's hear it, Kyle. <laughs> is
2: it Muhammad
1: Ali? Is oh. yours also a quote? Mine is a quote, but it is not Muhammad Ali. It's quote-unquote quote, quote, quote day. It's quote day, bro. Yeah, go for it.
2: My favorite quote from Muhammad Ali, who's my favorite boxer of all time, he said, I hated every
0: Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: dude! Just that is true. That's in the office as of as books. Dallin
0: freaking requested of me. Can you please expand? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, you
2: know, in, in one of our other podcasts, we're talking about passions. Mm-hmm. But I think what it means to me is you can be passionate about a result and hate every second of getting to it, and it's still worth it. Mm-hmm. So, if you have an end goal in mind and you are incredibly passionate about doing that. It's worth it because the rest of your life, you have that. The rest of your life, you've got the accomplishment, you've got the thing that you've got. And the reality is most people don't hate every second of the training or yeah. every second of, of your nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. But if you hate it a little bit, it's still worth it to, to reach the end goal.
1: Love it. And Hell, yeah. Muhammad Ali is a better boxer than Mike Tyson. Wow. Move me wrong. I, I'm not going to argue with that one. Change I my mind. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was awesome, Kyle. Thank you. My quote is nothing like yours, and I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but it's me, bro. Are
0: quoting
1: yourself? No, this is not my quote, (laughs) but it's genius. You ready for this one, guys? I'm just going to ruin it. I'm not sure if I'm ready, but go for it. (laughs) Life is just like a penis. Simple and relaxing and hanging freely. It's the women that make it hard. (laughs) (laughs) Please, expand. I was waiting for you to expand on that one, dude. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no dude I think this kind of goes to a little bit of what me and Garrett talk about sometimes we're in the truck together like man what would you do like this is a bad scenario but sometimes Garrett's like bro what would you do if your wife just died tomorrow and I'm like dude I'd probably go just like hustle super hard work like 80 hours a week do all this crazy shit um, not in like in a bad way It's just more like a, more of a humorous quote I think it's funny that hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's dying
0: over here He's literally I'm sorry dying. Dude, I had to
1: light it up You guys have these Dope freaking quotes And I just have a penis quote We expect that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who who has expectations around here? That actually flows well into the topic. It does. It does. <laughs> which I'll go
0: ahead and introduce right now. Yeah, let's introduce it. And we're not sure if we're going to introduce this in a way that totally leaves Dallin out or kind of includes him in a little bit.
1: But well, let's be honest. I may have a few kids out there. Oh, dang! I just spoiled the topic.
0: <laughs> so Sorry, the topic guys. <laughs> is, I, I guess I, I didn't really think of how how this will be explained, but basically, what our experience is being homegrown hustlers, being guys that put in a lot of time, that are committed to our our work and what we're doing in the world, along with having children, which Kyle and I have, and Kyle and Dallin does not. i have a wiener
1: dog loser. <laughs> Uh, and I, I think issues. to
0: involve Dallin in this, also a wife.
1: I think that's fair. Okay. I was going to say my potential kids that are out there. I'm sorry if I was a terrible father. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, one day, 15 <laughs> one years day. from
1: now. Oh, that's my dad? Damn, I'm glad I didn't know him.
0: So, uh, I don't know. Who wants to, it's teed up. Who wants to take swing?
1: I'll be the commentary guy. Yeah, you ask the questions, you do the response, I'll do the stupid so, remarks.
2: Because I think, Garrett, you and I both
1: work a lot. Mm-hmm. We put in the hours. Yeah. And I think that you and I are both pretty
2: passionate about leaving our mark in the world in our business lives. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'd also say that we prioritize our families above all else. Yeah. Mm-hmm spend 12, 13, 14 hours a day at work instead of at home Why, where's the connection Like, are we hypocrites in spending so much time at the office and not so much time at home and professing that it's all for our families
0: I think it's a lot less to do I th- I'll i share this <laughs> sorry I start, I, no, I start speaking before I, I uh, really decide what I want to say so a couple of days ago, because of an experience that I had, I asked Dallin if his wife experienced him as her, that she number was one, his number, number one life. commitment. Yeah. And I reckon that, be, and that was because I had that experience in my life where I'm like, okay, is my wife experiencing me as her number one commitment? And I don't think that has anything to do with the time actually spent. Number Yeah, I don't think it does. And I I think that goes right along with my son. Like, does my son experience me in a way that he knows that he is the most important thing to me in this world? And the number of hours has so little to do with it. I've seen such a dramatic change just by when I think of my wife throughout the day, either texting or calling her and saying, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Thinking of you. And, and like the response of her experience of me has been game changer. And I, and I like that you asked this because I had to kind of get myself a little gut check myself a little bit yesterday. Cause the same thing goes for my son. Like I know I've got an hour to on good days, two hours with him each day. And his experience of that can be dramatically different. And there's folks that go home and have five hours a day with their kids and they don't have an experience that their dad cares about them at all. Yeah. And and being committed that in those 2 hours, it's like, "Hey, I'm not just going to be watching a TV show. I'm not just going to be on my phone. Like it's all about you, dude. Like, what's up? What's going on? What do you want to do? Spending time with like the time with them is insane, insanely focused. Like, dude, I I don't feel bad about working and, and maybe that will change in the future. But what I can say right now is that how my son is with me tells me that, um, he's experiencing me in that way. Yeah. And, and that's not to say I'm perfect. Cause like I said, I, I realized yesterday, I was like, man, Sunday's the day that I have all day with you. And I spent most of the day just kind of zoned out, like uh, watching TV, like yeah. just doing whatever, I wanted to do, and I was kind of, like, put on a show for him so I didn't have to, like, <laughs> deal with him.
1: You're a terrible dad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I want to flip that around to you. I'm just a really
1: bad dad, bro. Dude, if you just would stop sucking at it so much. That's why I don't have kids because I know I'm going to be a terrible father. It's not true, when you know it. I know. So I
2: think a lot of times we're, we're the product of, of way we are raised. Mm-hmm. You know. My, my dad and I today have probably I mean, the best relationship I've ever seen of a grown son with his father, right? Like, super good tight relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was growing up, um, like I remember, I think it was my 13th and my 14th birthday, both birthdays in a row, my dad was out of town. On uh-huh. House. Um, he missed plenty of basketball games and stuff like that. He also made plenty of basketball games. And there'd be times when I'd see him for a few days because he was working, and then
0: I'd see him the next few days. And we had a great relationship because when I did see him,
2: I knew that my dad loved me and cared about me and that that I was more important to him than work. And that when he was out working, he was not only providing a living for our family but he was showing me the example of this is how you accomplish the life that you want to live so his legacy and what he taught me through his example was (coughs) incredibly meaningful to me that I didn't really care that he wasn't necessarily around all the time because I knew that I was a priority to him so having been raised by that now here I am I've got a son I've got a daughter Mm-hmm. But uh because I because I had a model of how to do it, I don't really think about
0: that much like uh, I, I, I mean I don't really judge myself that. Much. Yeah. I know that I know that spending 14 hours at the
2: office can be detrimental, but if you really make do with the hour and a half you have
0: with your family every night. Well, and what I would say is the only way you're going to win the time game whatever you're up to once your kids go to school is go to freaking Alaska and live off the grid and no one leaves anywhere and you just work together on the freaking homestead. Like, outside of that, you're not going to provide for your family, your kids go to school, like your wife have her interests and win like the the amount of time spent together game. Like you just won't.
2: I remember, I realized, because before I could always play the, I gotta pay the bills.
0: Mm -hmm. Right? But then like,
2: to a point where I don't have to work 14 hours a day to pay the bills. Yeah. I could work four hours a day and pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like well then what are you doing this for? And then I, I there's so much more there than just money. There's there's making an impact on the world and the way that I do that whether it's now or 20 years from now when we're a lot more financially independent because I'm paying my dues now. Like you've got to be able to put Pay those dues now to show them how
0: to do it. Yeah. And, go ahead, because you haven't talked at all. <laughs> oh,
1: shit, dude. You're going to do me dirty. Garrison do me dirty, bro, recently. He's on like an F. down rampage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just Gosh, yeah, I'm just a worthless sack right now. I'm going to add to what Kyle I just wanted to bring up something Kyle you we were talking about this last night and you brought up a good point how like sometimes you you turn you turn the tables around on your wife and I like the story of you you shared with me like when you guys were first married and your wife was the bread no when your wife was the breadwinner remember you would wake up late and she was like super pissed at you. Like, what the hell? Like, when you, why am I always working? Like, you're always home and you're always around me. Like, when are you going to do something and provide for us? And then all of a sudden you started providing for her. And now she's like, wait, you're never home. <laughs> and it's like, but it took that fine line of balance. Like, you explained it really well. Like, I think you had to have that conversation. And
2: yeah, I think communication is key. And I mean, so. <clears throat> Yes,
1: I did exaggerate that one quite a bit, okay? I'm it was, sorry.
2: It was, it was a couple arguments about that. I mean, I, we didn't have kids, so I, I worked until like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. So, yeah, I'm not going to wake up at
1: 6 a.m., right? Sure. And, and yes, yeah, so we had arguments about that, but then
2: now here we go. We're the exact opposite thing where, if anything, she wants me home a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I mean, a lot of that's just growing
1: up, bro. Sure, you know, it you is.
0: got to gotta be like square
1: on what you want. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, but I think it's communication. It's,
2: and with, I, I don't know about you guys. But with wives, it's a little bit easier because, like, we're both the same age.
1: Just why do they have kids? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? I have a dog. I talk to it all the time. I give it spankings. But, like, I can communicate
2: at a uh, usually at a logical level. With yeah. My wife. Yeah. I mean, like, she may be upset for an afternoon and then she comes around. I may be upset for an afternoon and then I come around. But kids, like, they they can't necessarily see things logically. They're just really sad that dad's going to the at office Saturday afternoon when they really wanted to go to the kids museum, right? And they're sad about that.
1: And you can't you can't explain that away. To yeah, you know? no. Yeah. So Garrett, what do you have to say? Because you haven't said shit in the last. Five minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. So just a thought I had while you were kind of sharing that experience, um, <laughs> that I don't know where I actually stand on because it was just a thought that popped in my head. But I'll share it anyway. We'll freaking work through it. Is uh, <laughs> like I think there. Dad counseling. I think you can have like a huge disadvantage <laughs> to both your kids and your wife. If you're looking at this approach where our relationship is the only relationship that you're necessarily going to have in your life because we're going to be so involved with each other. I think that's a disservice to the world on both ends and to both parties because of how important relationships are. And and if you take that away by absorbing all the time, because that's all we really have is relationships and time to make more relationships and deepen the ones we have. And so if you're so obsessed with the amount of time and a huge amount of time being spent on that one relationship, that's good if you're really getting depth, which I'd argue most times you're not getting depth. But there's also this, you know, a world of other people that both of you ought to be experiencing and building other relationships around. Because, I mean, that's, that's what, for me, the business is built on. Is like the ability to create new relationships with more people that are deep and meaningful, and everything is just structured to to serve that purpose. Like we've got to grow so the more people can can come into this and we can continue to do this because I love it, I love it. And my wife needs to have her things that she can go and do that and create those relationships that are totally outside of me because I think that total, I think that tremendously deepens our relationship to come back together and we've got different contexts from different people and it helps us understand one another more because we learned something from this person over here that actually gives us an insight to to our wife or to and I think that goes the same with the kids like to, to I said it kind of as a joking thing like you'd have to go to live on the frontier on a homestead where it's just you and your family like I feel like that's a huge disservice to the world. Like you don't get to build there's so many relationships that don't get to be built and so there's so much that people have to offer you and there's so much you have to offer people. And so
1: one hundred percent. And I'm just this you sparked something to me when you started talking to the world. I'm gonna get a little deep on this. Um and Garrett is actually what uh you brought this up to a couple months, but I'm gonna go ahead and say one of the most important things on this earth right now in this day and age is families. And I want to say the number one thing that is being destroyed right now is families. Um, And I just want to encourage all of you guys, all you homegrown hustlers that have families, to remember that what Garrett has mentioned, if your families aren't your number one constant, your number one priority, make it your number one. And that's not saying what Kyle said, like you don't have to be home home all the time, but when you are home, make it worthwhile. Make sure those relationships are strong. Because I genuinely think that there is something very, very strong about families. And there's a special bond and there's a purpose and there's a special like it is a God-given creation and we need families. There's something about children that are raised. Dude, it's the basis of society.
0: Like it's and and it's so funny because it's turned political and I'm like, how is this political? Like science says like a better community is built when there's two parents, two biological parents raising that child. Yeah. Like yep. it's science. <laughs> like you can't politicize yeah. like studied facts. Like new information can always come or whatever, but like what we know now is that is true. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that an, a single mom out there hustling something against her, that doesn't mean anything like that. Like there's always situations, but if we're just talking whole, like family is so important. And dude, I couldn't, couldn't agree with you for
1: more. So whether you already have like a, like, like you said to those people that may be single parents right now, I'm not saying that's you're you screwed up already. No, there's always hope. Sorry. What I'm saying is like, continue to build those relationships with your children to encourage them to want to have a better family life, to build just in general relationships with society and to encourage that. Because like you said, I think what's wrong with this world nowadays is we view families as this thing like, oh, it's hard. I don't want to do that. I'm leaving. I'm done. yeah Well, guess what? Families are the foundation of the earth. Like you said, like I think they're hard for a reason because they make us better people at work and better people around Mm -hmm. in society. so. Sorry for getting real deep on you, but that's my input on it. So, if I
2: could, if I could uh, expand, to please me. do. I've thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. As someone who spends a lot of time away from my family, yeah, but I'm like sure in my head that my family is my number one priority. Yeah. So, like for example, right now, uh, my my most recent commitment to my family has been uh, leaving my family at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym for mm-hmm. 45 minutes. And it's like, what? Uh, what in the world does that have to do with family, you know? But it's because I reverse engineered – I mean, we talked earlier about, like, strategy, strategy mm-hmm. tactics, right? I realized that when I got home from work, I had less energy and less uh, ability to focus on things and more anxiety. So in my research, I figured uh, that people who regularly go to the gym and spend at least 30 minutes with cardiovascular uh, exercise – have less anxiety and more energy throughout the day. So all right, if I make that a habit, I'm going to have more energy and less anxiety, and then I'm going to be a better father. So in that way, leaving the house earlier than usual, not seeing my kids in the morning and going to the gym, has made me a better father.
0: It lets you show up in the time that's there.
2: Exactly. So, so when I get home, I'm, and, and I would take the hour and a half of me being super present over two hours of me not
1: yeah. Oh, 100%. And it sure. prolongs your health and to be there longer.
2: Because a lot of, I think a lot of moms <clears throat> hear that, like family's number one, and then they think there's self-judgment.
1: Oh, them. for yeah. sure. I can't do anything
0: for myself.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I think my mothers maybe have that even worse.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, Absolutely, dude. yeah.
2: I have to completely kill myself, just self-sacrifice every comfort that I have to add comfort to my children's lives. When in reality, if... If they went to the gym. What I'm going to say,
0: yeah, I'm going to say something to that that people probably won't like. It makes them not like their kids. Like, that's the yeah. truth. They don't like their kids. And don't assume just because it's a mom that she's not, like, makes them not like their kids. Yeah. Like, they might put on a face where it does, and but, like, that's where you get parents, like, really messing up kids and doing these, like, back – Door no, or what am I trying to say? Like
1: <laughs> about no, you start going down the back door thing, and
0: I ain't up... uh, like uh, manipulating. Like it's not like upfront. Like oh, I hate you, I'm gonna destroy you. It's yeah. like oh, like little comments like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, just are hurtful and, and yeah and create
2: self care can be the most selfless thing that you can do sometimes, especially as a parent. And I think I think as a husband and his wife too. Like sometimes the best thing that you can do to be a good husband is to leave the house and go
1: sharpen the saw for a second so when you come back, you're not pissed off, you're not... Oh, 100%. Place. Like, this idea of
2: complete self-sacrifice in every way to help the people you love, I think it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's kind of taken over a lot of
1: good people. No, I yeah, think so, 100%. absolutely. I want to add to that real quick, to the, the whole thing of taking care of yourself, like, the self sometimes, you know, what you're... Gosh, damn, I just butchered it, but... um I think sometimes the way our children are going to learn the most is by just watching Mm -hmm. us. So some, I mean, like, so like you said, whether it's just taking care of yourself and being trying, seeing that you're trying to be the best you can be, that that's simply all it has to be. You don't have to do anything extracurricular to be this better father. Just do the best you can. Your children are going to see that. So, yeah. Yeah, go to the gym. I think that's always the answer. The Garrett gym, agrees fellas. with that one, so.
0: Well, dude, I could talk about this oh, all night. Oh, look at that. The wives are but calling. We got. Let's we got. go get freaking dinner, fellas. Yeah. All right. a hey, peace.